Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. I have the privilege of pastoring this wonderful church in northern Colorado for We'll be entering our 27th year here of ministry. Uh, So gracious uh, the Lord is and so wonderful to allow us to do this wonderful church family that he has established. You know, it's it's wonderful to think that, you know, 27 years ago there was no Calvary Chapel Greeley. And, you know, that's a fairly short time when we talk about church history in 2,000 years since the church was born in Acts chapter 2. And so just very grateful and just to know that the Lord, he knew all about Calvary Chapel Greeley. He knew about your church. He knew all about you uh, before the foundations of the world. And we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. And that word workmanship uh, literally means the Greek word poem, that we are his poem. We are uh, to be used of him for good works that he's ordained beforehand. And so uh, pray you're doing well on this Monday. It's the last week of April. We're going to be heading into spring, uh, definitely, and into summer here before we know it. It seems like after Resurrection Weekend, it just goes by so fast, doesn't it, the rest of the year? And we got graduations coming up, so we want to pray for those who are—I uh, know that I got a son that he's going to be entering into final weeks here at, at Northern Colorado and, and many of the— students that that come here and just a stressful time so we want to pray for them and as kids will be finishing school heading into summer we pray for a blessed summer uh it's a time of warmth it's a time of growth it's a time of um you know heat and and uh, i just pray that spiritually that there's warmth going on in your life and i pray that uh, things are going well and it's also a time of rest and i just want to remind you that as you take uh those times of rest, that your ultimate rest is in the Lord. So this is Calvary Live, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Uh, We we invite you to call in to ask your questions and give your prayer requests. We got all open lines, so grab one of those open lines. It's Monday. Hope you're doing well. Um, The lines tend to fill up as the show goes on, so grab one of those open lines to ask your questions or to give your prayer requests, and this really is your show. Um, this is the opportunity for you to call in and to, to, to be able to, to have a conversation with us here at, on Calvary Live and talk about the things of the Lord and to look at Scripture and to encourage you and bless you uh, as we do that and pray for you. So grab an open line, 303-690-3000. As soon as the phones start ringing, we're going to go to those lines. And then the text line is 720 and uh, we invite you to text in a question or a prayer request. And I want to remind you that that is a 24-7 prayer line that you can uh, text in. 
uh, a prayer request anytime, 24-7, and the prayer team in uh, at Calvary Church in Aurora will be looking at those and praying for you. And I think it's just a wonderful, wonderful resource. I want to welcome all those who are listening live on Grace FM here in Colorado along the Front Range, Pueblo, Fountain, Colorado Springs on 101.7, and then in northern Colorado, Castle Rock and Parker, Denver on up. And we just uh, just so grateful that Grace FM reaches clear up into Wyoming and the Panhandle, Nebraska. Powerful signal here. You're listening live on this Monday, the 25th of April. want to welcome all those who are listening live, Radio by Grace, all throughout the country, over 70 stations, I believe. We welcome you guys. We're so glad that you have joined us. And then also uh, those who are listening online throughout the country in the four corners of the nation. You can call at that number, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. And then just want to welcome uh, just uh, you guys on Hope FM and Truth FM and Higher Rock Radio. You've been a part of Calvary Live uh, for a while in You're a week delayed, but uh, so many of you call in. We have our conversations, and then it is a week delayed on that. So give me a call. Let's talk about things the Lord. We only got an hour. The hour goes by quick. Again, Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. Such a blessing to be with you and talk to you about the things of the Lord and encourage you, and we want to do that. Let's go to Steve in Augusta, Georgia. Steve? Yes, sir. You're on Calvary Live. Oh, thank you so much for answering my call. You bet. Yeah, I, I, well, I have two. Two. Well, the first question is in the Bible it says that if anyone hurt one of the little little ones, and uh, that that um, it'd be better for if they would tie something around the neck and at the bottom. I, I can't. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Yeah, but um, who's God talking about when he say little ones? Yeah, and that, I think you're asking a very good question because. There is um, Jesus is up in Capernaum. Capernaum was uh, Jesus' headquarters. is called the town of Jesus. And he's talking to his disciples about um, greatness. They, they began at that time to argue who's the greatest in the kingdom. And he would use a child as an illustration. It says that he called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and start talking to him about unless you are converted and become as little children, you'll no means enter the kingdom of heaven. In other words, you need to humble yourself uh, and come in childlike faith. And then he gives this warning. He says, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and were drowned in the depth of the sea. And what is interesting, when you go to Capernaum today, uh, to the ruins there where Jesus said that, they have these millstones that are all over that they've excavated. They're made of uh, this lava rock, very heavy. It was used to crush, uh, you know, olives. It was used to crush grain. Uh, and it it's something that Jesus gives a warning about, that if you cause one of these little ones to stumble, he didn't say that a millstone would be hung around your neck and you're drowned in the sea. They're right next to the Sea of Galilee. And I imagine Jesus pointing to that, that millstone be hung around your neck and you cast in the sea. He said it'd be better if that happened. So who are the young ones? And you're asking a very good question. A little child. Uh, I believe that. 
uh, a young one because the child's mind is so easily influenced. And But also somebody, I believe, who's young chronologically, not just chronologically, but spiritually in the Lord, somebody who's a young Christian, they easily, their faith can be challenged, their faith can be stumbled by somebody uh, that comes along and just really, um, you know, harsh, judgmental, somebody who's deceptive, they're not really grounded in the Word of God. So I think it speaks of little one's children, and that's one of the reasons why here at Calvary Greeley, we work very, very hard in ministering to kids at their level, giving them the love of Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, um, Steve, we're going to have a vacation Bible school here in the beginning of, of June, and the theme of it is they're wonderfully and fearfully made, Psalm 139. And our kids are not being told that. Our kids are being told there is no God. Our kids are being told you evolved you know, through evolutionary processes, and we want to give them the truth. So he gives a very stern warning because on the heart of our God is children and widows and those who are young, who can easily be offended and stumbled uh, because somebody else comes along and deceives them or whatever it may be. So I think it encompasses uh, all of those. Oh, okay. Okay, because I think about how, you know, sometimes children are hurt, you know, it's like abortions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the Bible says that, you know, God will forgive you for any God will forgive you as long as you have yes. to repent and don't do it again. So, yeah. there And you bring up a very important point, Steve. You, you know, uh, we know that the Bible, you know, is very firm about the sanctity of life. Uh, the Lord said, choose between life and death. Uh, Jeremiah, you read his book, and Jeremiah was told that, uh, you know, you need to know the way of life and that there's a way of death, and the world chooses death. Um, the world says that abort your your unborn child, um, and God says choose life. But there is forgiveness because there may be those who are listening right now on the radio that had an abortion, and they know that it was wrong, and they know that it was not the will of God. But there is forgiveness. When we ask God for forgiveness, we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So that's a message that we want to give to those who uh, have uh, gone through an abortion and or those who push you know, a woman to, to get an abortion, and she did. There is forgiveness and grace that is found in, you know, with the blood of Jesus Christ who washes us from our sins, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, I was kind of concerned about that. I know that I had given my life to the Lord, and um, and uh, I was just thinking about that question. You know, sometimes we do things, you know, unawarely, you know, not because of our ignorance, and mm-hmm. um, and 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 I asked God, Lord, you know, please forgive me. And um, I was just wanting to get that question answered. Now, the next thing I'm I'm, I'm asking is for y'all to pray that God was that God will that God will I can find a good church to get into. There's no churches in Augusta where I live at, and I've been to several churches. They don't they don't preach the word like y'all do, like Calvary. Yeah. They don't they yeah. don't preach the word like that. And and I need that. I need that. I need to. Yes. I need to be I need to be discipled, and I need that. And the guy told me when I called last time that there was two two locations, one in Aiken, South Carolina, and one in Augusta, 
but it's too far and I can't get to that one. So just pray that God yeah. will lead me to a, a good Bible teaching church, a pastor that, that teaches the word. Yeah. Father, I do pray for Steve. I, I hear his heart. He wants to grow in the word and to find a church that teaches through the Bible, a church that is committed to the word of God for him to be discipled and, and to grow and to be ministered to and, to be around men that can help him. So, Lord, I pray that for Steve. I pray you help him find that church, lead him to that. And, Lord, that you would help him grow in your grace and love. Thank you for for your forgiveness in our lives. And I just pray that he would just move forward um, in the things that you have for him and help him find the body of believers that he can grow in the Word. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, Steve, I'll be be praying for you. Okay. All right. God bless you. We, we had full lines, but when somebody hangs up, there is an open line, 303-690-3000, call-in number. We're going to continue with the phone line, text line 720-336-0897. Steve brought up something, listen, very important. Be in a church that is teaching the Word of God. Um, be in a church where you can be discipled. Be in a church where you can serve and use your gifts. Be in a church that is going to give the gospel, uh, be unapologetic, you know, apologize for the won't apologize for the gospel but stands firm and gives it and be in a church where you are with the body believers so critical that we do that so important in the days in which we're living in so i just want to encourage you in that and um and be with the body believers especially in the days in which we're in we need that 303-690-3000 is the call-in number Text line 720-336-0897. Calvary Live with Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. Let's go to Michelle in Denver. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Um, I just called because I, I wanted prayer. I had got hurt on my job and had ended up getting surgery. And then from having the surgery, I ended up with clots in my lungs and my calf and um so I ended up getting on workman's comp, but I started getting it kind of late, so I got really behind, like, in my rent. And so I started trying to give them something, you know, start trying to pay, but they wouldn't take it mm-hmm. because I was kind of behind. So now I have to go to court, and it's like I I just don't have the money to move anywhere, and I don't even have anywhere to go. So I okay. just wanted prayer. Absolutely. Father, I do pray for Michelle. You care about every need that we have and a home a housing a roof over our heads is is a great need and, and as michelle got hurt on the job uh, had surgery had some you know um some complications and and then getting on workman's comp being behind i just pray that she would be able to stay where she's at be able to work out with her landlord um some payments um and to be able to get caught up eventually but i pray for your uh, hand to be upon her, that she would have favor with you. And as they go to court, that it'd be able to be worked out and she'd be able to stay and be able to focus on getting better and and getting stronger and rehab. And I just pray for complete healing for her. I pray that you would touch her body, her knee, and Lord, that you would work this out and that you would uh, show yourself strong on her behalf. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You bet, Michelle. We're going to be praying. You hang on to the Lord, okay? I I will. Thank you. Bye. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye. So hard. 
Hey, if you need prayer, give me a call. We got two open lines, 303-690-3000. Love to talk to you. Grab one of those open lines. We've got so much time in the show as we move along. Text line 720-336-0897. Love to to take your texts and uh, your calls and uh, just continue uh, praying and, and answering your questions and encouraging in any way that we can. In the meantime, we're going to go down to New Mexico. Logan? Logan? Yes, sir. Hey, thanks for calling Calvary Live. Um, I'm kind of nervous, so bear with me here. Hey, um, Logan, you're you're fine. Just go ahead and just share what's on your mind. Okay. I guess I keep questioning my my my. Not my face, but like if I did it right, and I don't know if it's the enemy trying to get to me to make me feel like I gotta do. I know that it's all up to Jesus. Right. He, he paid it all, but I don't. Right. I, I got baptized when I was twelve. After I, mm-hmm. I, I, I read through John three sixteen, and. I don't know if I knew what I was doing, you know? Mm. So I don't know if right. I did the public confession part right. I guess that's right. what I'm struggling with, like knowing if I did it right. Well, here's here's the thing, Logan, is sometimes we get saved, and over time, and even in the struggles and the, the cares of life and the things we go through, the, Satan comes along, you know, and he loves to beat us up. He he loves to, he's called the accuser of the brethren who accuses us day and night. Um, you're no good. You're a spiritual waste. God doesn't love you. You're not really saved. And he, he uses doubt. He uses doubt as a weapon. He has, has a lot of weapons in his quiver. He uses doubt. He uses fear. He uses confusion, deception, um, all kinds of things. And he likes to mess with our heads. And I've talked to so many people that have said and are struggling, you're not alone, Logan, um, in this, that am I really saved? Did I do it right? Here's the thing to, you know, did I say the prayer right? You touched on some things that really tells me that you are saved. You said that you know that Jesus paid it all. They, he did it on the cross. And there are Christians that, that aren't even really established in that. But it's so important for us to understand that Jesus did pay it all on the cross. He died for your sins. He did the work. And now we come in faith. And what I'm hearing from you in just a few minutes that you have faith in Christ, you're wondering, did I say the prayer? Did I do it right? You know, Did I know what I was doing? But I'll ask you this. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Yes, sir. Do you believe he's the Son of God who rose from the grave? Yes, sir. Have you asked him to be the Lord of your life and come to him for forgiveness and salvation and relationship with the Father that only comes through him? You've done that, haven't you? Yes, sir. Then you're saved. And the thing that we you need to do is you be secure in your salvation, that you belong to him. You don't have to have the spirit of fear because we have the spirit of adoption where we can cry out, Abba, Father, and that you walk with him and you enjoy him and you keep growing in the word of God 
And you know what? It's very important how they overcame the enemy in Revelation chapter 12, who's the accuser of the brethren, is that they overcame him with the blood of the lamb. You've been forgiven. You know, Logan, you're forgiven and you belong to the Lord and you're in his hands and no one's going to pluck you out. And then not only forgiven, but by the word of testimony. And I know for me, when the the enemy comes and brings doubt to to me, he's brought doubt to my calling at times, you know, uh, um, other areas of my life, that I can say, you know what? I belong to the Lord. I belong to him. He loves me. I am forgiven. His word is true for me. And you stand on the promises of God. You stand on the love of Jesus Christ. And you stand on the fact that I belong to Jesus and I am forgiven and I am saved. And be secure in that, Logan. Okay? I understand. And I, I just, you brought up a good point, which I just want to add to it if I could. Mm-hmm. Like, we wouldn't even be in a fight if we weren't saved. Yeah, we exactly. Yeah, you know, he, and here's the thing you don't fight for victory. You fight from victory, okay? And he's going to throw the fiery darts at you, and he's going to come at you, and he's that's what he does. And, and he's going to try to cause confusion. So, um, you know, you overcome by the word of testimony. You belong to him. And move forward and keep growing in the word and be secure that the word of God is true, that it, it is faith that saves us. It isn't anything of ourselves. It isn't because we're all together. He came to save sinners like you and me. And I'm so grateful that we can plead the blood of Jesus Christ, come to him as we believe in him. And it's so true. Whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I believe that you have that just talking with you in these few minutes. But don't let the enemy derail you, lie to you, you know, bring you down. He's going to try to make you doubt your faith and make you doubt your salvation and and you're not a christian because you don't perform as well you know based on performance or whatever you keep close to the lord and keep calling out to him okay thank you sir can i pray for you yes sir father i thank you for logan calling um that he would just be settled right now that he belongs to you he has faith in jesus christ he made that commitment He may not fully understand at that time, but he does now. He knows that you finished the work on the cross and you made atonement through your your son Jesus for our sins and that we don't have to doubt that. It is finished. And I pray that we would just rest in the fact that our Lord is risen and we have a living hope through his resurrection and that we belong to you and we can be secure in there. There's nothing that will separate us from the love of God. And I just pray that he would walk in that assurance and security and knowing that he can cry out, Abba, Father, my Papa, because I have the spirit of adoption. I pray that you would just fill his heart with comfort, with strength, and with your love. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Hey, Logan. I I was thinking about this. I told my congregation this over Good Friday you know, when Jesus did cry out, it is finished, never put a question mark where God puts a period, okay? Never put a question mark where God puts a period. It is finished, period. 
So you can rest in that and be insecure in that. Yes, sir. Blessings. You. you bet, Logan. You need anything, give us a call. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Be secure in your salvation. You know, be secure. And the enemy will come and try to wreck you all the time and make you feel like a spiritual waste. But you belong to the Lord and walk with him and enjoy him and learn of him and walk in his love. And that's what we're to do. 303-690-3000. I believe we got one open line now. And text line 720-336-0897. Let's try to take a call before the break. Let's go to Michael in Fort Collins. Hi there. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hi there. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. What do you got for me? So my question is about the mystical Jewish religion, Kabbalah, and if it has if it has any worthy um, teachings. You know, I don't know anything really about it. I think it's it's the kind of like you said, a mystical, uh, esoteric system of observing something like that, interpreting the universe. Is that kind of what it's about? Yes, and I like I was like it almost portrays was Jesus is Jesus considered mystical? I mean I know it's everlasting and it's pure you know pure energy, but is he considered mystical as well? And if that was their teaching, did it have any intersection with Jesus? Well, here's the thing, you know, when say was he mystical, was he this? Jesus was the second person of the Trinity who came and died for you and for me. And I don't like to personally get, you know, into those kinds of things and reading those things. That's why I tell people, focus on the Bible. Focus on what the Word of God has to say about Jesus. You know, Jesus said to the religious leaders that you search the Scriptures, and in them you think you have eternal life, but these are they that testify of me. And we see Jesus all the way through the Scriptures, from Genesis to Revelation. You know, the Old Testament prophets spoke of him, uh, the sacrifices were fulfilled by him. He, you know, he he is um, the one that um, that we see throughout the scriptures. The one that that came and died for our sins, and really focus on those things. But a good verse for us to remember is whether you're reading what you're reading or any other things, because there's just so much information out there. There's a lot of theories and and conspiracies and different theologies and all of this. But John would say that test the spirits to see if they are of God. Um, And that's what we do. And the way to do that is you test it through the Word of God. So I don't put a lot of time in those things. I like to read the Scriptures, stick to what the Scripture has to say, and, and to know that the Scriptures declare salvation to us through Jesus Christ, what He did for us on the cross, declares who He is, and um and you know we can be established in those things. Enlightening, and I think the last call was probably the best call I've ever heard on this on what I listen to every day. Eighty nine point, you know, Grace FM. Yeah, yeah, just what, you know what you said about the turning the question marks into a period and leaving that as it is was very key yeah. too. I really like that. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, you know, just. Look at the scriptures. That's my heart to tell people, Michael, because a lot of people are coming to me and I've watched this YouTube and I've, you know, this conspiracy and this theories and all this. Test the spirits, you know, test it through the word of God. 
And there's 66 books there for you to be encouraged and to grow and to be established in. And what can happen is we can get very, very confused or we start, you know, overthinking and all this other stuff about the person of Jesus Christ when we have the Bible that makes it very clear. So I appreciate your comments. Just keep reading your Bible. And um, that sounds great. Thank you so much. You bet, Michael. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Bye. All right. Hey, I think we're getting ready to go to break here. And uh, so we do have one open line and uh, other side, a song. And Debbie, if you can hang on, uh, we'll get to you after the break. You hear the music. Hey, it's the only break that we have of the show. Got an open line, 303-690-3000. Text line 720-336-0897. Be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Jeff Biggs of Calvary Greeley up here in beautiful northern Colorado with you. And and uh, so glad to be with you on this Monday afternoon, evening, wherever you're at. In the United States, love to hear from you. So we got an open line, 303-690-3000. Call in number, love to take your text uh, questions and prayer requests uh, as we have time, 720-336-0897. Just a real quick announcement, then we're going to go to the phone lines. Uh, but I just want to remind you that on Sunday mornings at Calvary Chapel Greeley, you can get on our website, calvarychapelgreeley.org, and you can listen to our Daniel study, and uh, incredible study. A lot of people are coming out. A lot of people uh, throughout the country are listening to that study. And uh, so you too as well. And uh, we are continuing our journey through Daniel. We're going to be in chapter 6 for the next couple of weeks. And then we will be into the prophecies of Daniel uh, in chapters 7 through 12. Uh, those prophecies, the visions that Daniel had that will tell us, that leads us to the establishment of God's kingdom very, very relevant to what we um, are seeing today, where we're headed today. Uh, so you, if you are in the Greeley area, come see us, 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock here at Calvary Greeley. Incredible study. You don't want to miss it. we got children's ministry, middle schoolers. Just check it out on the website. We're easy to find here. And then also, if you'd like to, to download those teachings or watch the archives, calvarychapelgreeley.org your benefit and blessing Daniel called the most interesting book in all of the Bible so we're so blessed to be in this book hey we want to continue with the phone lines and so let's go to song who's been holding song in Colorado Springs song yeah hello hey thanks for holding appreciate it thank you go ahead um, so I just, uh, I didn't really call with any kind of a question. I called with a prayer request, but um, I was wondering, actually, I do have a question. Can you, okay. um, can you maybe elaborate on um, the origins and the roots of Easter? Because I have heard um, that people say that Easter is um, based on 
a pagan holiday Christianized so that um, pagan people would feel like comfortable adding Jesus to their religion. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's a lot that's their song and, you know, there's a lot of uh, good information that's out there on that. Um, I know that um, Nick Cady, who hosts the Friday show, he wrote an interesting paper on it last year, if I remember, and and he's got some resources on it. But, you know, there's a, there's a lot there. Essentially what happened is in Constantine would declared, um, you know, Christianity as the, the state religion of Rome in about 313 uh, A.D., and with it, there was a lot of paganism that came into it and stuff. The thing is, today what happens is people say, well, we shouldn't celebrate Easter, uh, shouldn't say the word Easter, uh, all this, you know, because of the pagan roots. It's the same thing with, with Christmas, um, Yuletides, you know, all the other things. We shouldn't celebrate Christmas. The thing to remember is that for us as Christians, whether we call it Easter, Resurrection Sunday, um, that it is a time for us to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I have no problem with celebrating Easter or Resurrection Sunday, and I, I am going to do it every year. I, it's the very foundation of our faith to do that. And I know that there can be those things of, you know, Easter eggs and, and bunny rabbits and, you know, all this other stuff. You know, it's up to individuals to, to you know, just— whether how much they they want to tell their kids, you know, or be involved, or the kid goes and you know does an Easter egg hunt. Should I do it or not? You you decide, um, because we have liberty in Christ. I don't want you know my kids, you know, now that I got a grandchild, to just know about the 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 you know Easter bunny and all that. I don't think really any of us that are Christians that we want that. But uh, I do observe. Uh, Resurrection Sunday. Uh, some people call it Easter. I'm not one that gets bent out of shape if they say Easter. Uh, but I know Romans chapter 14 says this, that one person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. And he who observes today observes it to the Lord. And he who does not observe today to the Lord, he does not observe it. And so we observe that Resurrection Sunday the the celebrate the the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Here's the thing: you go through church history, and there's a lot of bad things in church history. Um, a lot of bad teaching, and and you know they they didn't hold on to the doctrine of justification. They there was a lot of paganism all throughout, and bad theology throughout church history. What I want to know is what is biblical Christianity. And to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ is very important for me and for my family and for my congregation. So, yeah, there's some pagan roots and all that. Uh, you just filter those things out. Same with Christmas. I have no problem celebrating Christmas on December 25th. Some people say, well, Jesus wasn't born on that day. Um, you shouldn't celebrate. There's all this paganism. Well, uh, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to celebrate the birth of Jesus, and I have no problem with it. And I observe it as unto the Lord is what I do. So hopefully that helps a little bit. But there's some good resources out there you can read about, you know, all those things. And as, you know, uh, you desire to do that and look into it. Okay. Well, I do I do use the scriptures. That's, that's what I use. Do you, 
how does Passover? Okay, so that's another question I have. I guess Passover is commanded in First Corinthians five, like seventeen, I believe, if that's the correct verse. But I find that that gets overshadowed by Resurrection Day, Easter, etc. Um, but it's like you know, no, nowhere is um, Easter commanded in the scriptures. But Passover is commanded, but how come we don't celebrate Passover? I mean, I, some people I know do, and I've been reading for a few years now, and so I see that that's written there. But how come How come we're not teaching that, like, from the pulpits? It's like this is a very basic part of Scripture. It's First Corinthians. It's like a very common uh, book and chapter well, that we're going to read. So why don't we celebrate Passover when it's commanded? Well, Passover, Jesus, of course, ate with his disciples, and he said it's no longer, you know, the lamb slain in Egypt, but now he is the Passover lamb. And I think that we do celebrate it in a sense. He fulfilled Passover because remember this, that Colossians says, let no one judge you concerning Sabbaths and new moons and festivals and feasts. And that is that he he fulfilled Passover. So, you know, there are seders that are done that a lot of churches do, looking at Passover, but Jesus came and fulfilled all that. And when we celebrate the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is our Passover lamb, and that's what Corinthians is saying, then we are celebrating Passover in the sense that Jesus came and fulfilled that. So that's the thing to remember, that one man esteems one day above another, one man esteems every day alike. So, you know, somebody may say, you need to celebrate Passover, but not, you know, Easter or whatever. Listen, he's our Passover lamb. He fulfilled it all by going to the cross and dying for us. And and he's the one that fulfilled all of those things of the Old Testament. He's our Sabbath rest, and we can celebrate in that, and we can uh, observe that, um, and we can certainly have joy over it as well. So hopefully that helps a little bit. Can I interject, though? That's what I'm asking. Because ha- half of what you said is, like, because I remember the Scripture, but when I read it, so it says, Christ our, sacri- Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us, therefore let us keep the feast. So it actually says that in there. So that's why I was specifically asking, because, I mean, you know, we all have our, like, doctrines or our own thoughts and stuff like that, and the Lord wants us to dwell together in peace and unity, but where is our unity? Our unity is going to come from the Scriptures. The, 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 that's the bond of peace. Like, so the Holy Spirit, the Lord is in this book, in His words. It's God-breathed, and so that's why that's what I adhere to, because I hear all kind of people tell me all kind of different things, but it's like when it comes down to it, like, it says that Christ our Passover, yes, He is our Passover, is sacrificed for us, therefore let us keep the feast. So that's literally basically what it says. I'm asking, like, why don't we keep these things? Because it does say that. So so it's just like, I find that our, um, though we love the Lord and stuff like that, I find that, like, traditions are heavily relied upon, because in Jeremiah chapter 10, it literally tells you that a Christmas tree is an idol. So when I learned that, I stopped doing that. I don't condemn anybody for celebrating the birth of Christ or the resurrection of the Lord. You know, um, I don't do that. But there's just certain things that are specified that's, like, little, um, like people will well, maybe here here's the thing you know cuz I, I just want you to take a, a breath and he's talking about you got to keep the chapter in context he's talking about purity he's talking about immorality that defiled the church so he's connecting it with that he's connecting between the purity of passover and the christian life and it's not a strange stretch and jesus is in fact our passover lamb 
whose blood was shed, that judgment of God might pass over us. So we're to live in that purity that Passover speaks of. And that's what Paul's speaking of. So, you know, you can read it, but you got to be careful, Song, that you keep everything in its context. And if you want to celebrate Passover, celebrate Passover. But um, I'm, I am going to let you, you had a prayer request that that's initially what you called. And then I got other callers I want to move on okay, to. Okay, but just make sure that you're not suppressing the truth. All right, we're going to go ahead and we're going to move on. So if you want to celebrate Passover, celebrate Passover, but keep it in context um, that he's talking about immorality in the church and he is talking about uh, that we are to live as, um, you know, a perpetual Passover feast um, and we are to be ones that realize that Jesus is the one that died for our sins. And that's what Passover is speaking of as Paul makes reference to it. Hey, let's go ahead. Let's move on. And let's go to, let me see where I am at. Just a second. Let's go to Debbie in Denver. Debbie? Hello. How are you? Good. I have a prayer request. This is for my daughter and her girlfriend. Mm -hmm. My daughter's name is Elisha. Her girlfriend is Angelia. Um, Last Easter, Angelia came to our church, rededicated her life to Christ, still living with my daughter, plus with her three children. She just came to the realization it's sin, can't do it, she's got to come out. She told my daughter, my daughter's very vindictive. She can be, even more so. What I'm praying for is I'm praying that Elisha is convinced by the Holy Spirit that what she's doing is wrong, and she'll make a full repentance. She needs to have her—she has been brought up in Pentecostal all her life, so she knows God's Word. In fact, she knows a little too much to be dangerous, holds other people at different standards when can't do it herself. I, I like Angelia. I first wanted to hate her when I first met her, but I really like her. She's done a lot of good, but I want them— both committed to Jesus Christ. If the breakup happens, I really want it to be peaceful. I don't want my daughter to be vindictive, and I want my daughter to be saved. She said that she committed or rededicated her life July 12th, this past July 12th, but there's no repentance yet. There's no change of lifestyle, and I believe that needs to take place. Well, let's pray then. Lord, we just pray. I pray for Debbie's daughter, Angelia, um, that she would make the right decision. And she's, you know, has said she's given her heart back to the Lord. But Lord, I pray that she would give up her sin and that she would um, trust in you. And Lord, that um, you would just help her to do that, to step forward in living in righteousness and living in a way that you desire for her. Pray you give Debbie just the words to be able to speak to her and just to be able to encourage her to um, to live for the Lord, to, to live in a place where um, it's pleasing to the Lord, and Lord, to move forward in that and trust in, in, in you. And so, Lord, I pray for this work, that you would press it upon Angelia's uh, heart, and um, that she would just be fully committed to you in that, and live in a life that is pleasing to you, and, Lord, live in a life of purity, live in a life uh, that you called all of us to. Um, and I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Yes, and also want to keep Elisha in prayer. She's my daughter, and I want her mind. I want the Lord to change her mind because she still has that thought of lesbianism in her in her brain, and only God can change minds and hearts. And I'm believing He's going to do that because in 1982 I was willing not to get pregnant. I I said, Lord, you know the end from the beginning. I said. If you want me to get pregnant, that child will get saved eventually. And I, I believe I, I probably would have would not have gotten pregnant if he knew that she would not have gotten saved. And I just want her to draw her, him to draw her back to him where yeah. he's at. You know. So, Father, we do pray for Alyssa. We just pray that you get a hold of her heart, open her ears, and open her heart, soften her heart, her eyes spiritually to come to you. And, Lord, that you would do that work. Draw her by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hey, you, Debbie, Jesus. we're going to be praying, okay? Yes, and I'll, I'll call you with an update, yes. Thank love you. to hear it. Thank you so much. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. One of the things I wanted to follow up with First Corinthians 5, and we kind of had a uh, conversation on that is Paul again is emphasizing uh, purity in the church and and he's telling the church to purge out the old leaven and that's what they did at Passover um, at the Passover feast all leaven was to be removed from the house nothing with leaven was to be eaten for a whole week and he's saying listen you need to get rid of this don't you know that a, that um, a little bit of leaven leavens the whole lump in, in verse six. Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump. And then, since you are truly unleavened, for indeed Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. Christ died for us, and he died for us that we might live a a pure life and a life that is pleasing to him. And that's what we've talked about in the last couple of calls. The Lord brought us out of the darkness into his marvelous light. He did not bring us out of the darkness into the light so we can go back into the darkness. He desires for us to live for him. And listen, it's a loving father that says, don't get involved in sin, whether it's fornication, immorality, whatever the case may be. Uh, um, as we know that that he desires for us to not sin, to get hurt, to be deceived, and he desires for us to live for him in purity and holiness. And that's what the scriptures are very, very clear about. Hey, let's go to Theophilus in Landover, Maryland. Theophilus? Yes, sir. You're on the radio? Yeah. You're I on was, the radio. Uh, concerned about uh, how are you doing, number one. I'm doing good. Yeah. Good, good. Uh, I was concerned about, uh, I'm con- constantly running into a contention about women preachers. Um, um, What's the what's what's your position on that? Can you say that again? I'm getting a little bit. Do you have a radio on or something? Oh, okay. Um, if you can turn that yeah. down and then state that again. Yes, sir. I, I'm 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 getting quite a bit of contention on uh, 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 women being allowed to preach, uh, and so I I wanted to know what was your scripture oh. position on that. Well, there's there's a couple aspects of that that, you know, comes up. Are women allowed to teach in the church? We do know that the Scripture says that the older women are to admonish or to teach the younger women. 
we know that uh, Paul speaks about women prophesying in the congregation. Um, it isn't that women are not allowed to teach. When it comes to the role um, of the pastor-elder, we do see that Paul makes it clear as he writes to Timothy and to Titus that that is to be the role of a man. And um, we know that in that position behind the pulpits, um, that the role, the the uh, role of elder, uh, shepherd, uh, uh, overseer, uh, is to be the husband of one wife. So we see that, but it doesn't say that women can never teach. Um, we have women at our church that teach other women. We have women that teach uh, in the children's ministry. Uh, we have women that disciple other women and admonish other women. I'm not going to disciple women. It, it needs to be the older women that are discipling younger women. And I remember that I had somebody that came a couple years ago, and he was very adamant about women are to be silent in the church, is what Paul says, and they have no teaching role whatsoever. And we got to take the whole of Scripture and take in context what Paul was saying. So when it comes to the role of the pastor-teacher, I'm one that believes that God desires that the men be in that role, but women um, can have the role of we have women that teach in ladies' Bible studies. They teach the children. And I'll tell you what, we got some ladies that are very gifted and uh, anointed in teaching. I so appreciate them. Um, And so they do have that role that is available for them and to be able to teach. And Paul speaks about women prophesying you know he he talks about you know the the headship and all that in first corinthians chapter seven but they do have that role so i think that you kind of got to separate the two a little bit to where when it comes to the role um and the title of pastor teacher shepherd overseer that that is been reserved for the men um, but underneath that uh, women have a teaching role that is in the church that is used and very much of a blessing. I very much respect um, women that teach. We see in the scriptures Aquila and Priscilla. They were a team that taught in the scriptures and uh, expounded on the scriptures. And it and uh, what we see is um, as that is um, you know there, and she played a part in it. So they do have a part in teaching in the church. What uh, my, my I guess I'm I'm. Uh direct um my direct comment is um do 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 women get uh, a word from God that they can uh uh proclaim uh in the congregation well when you're talking to the congregation you know do they get a word you know they can hear from the lord and you know can they I don't know, I'm sure if you're talking about speaking to the congregation over the pulpit in a teaching role, whatever the case may be. Um, And I believe that they can get a word from the Lord. Um, There may be, when the gifts are being exercised, there may be um, interpretation of those gifts of tongues. That's a word, you know, that is given to them. But, you know, prophesying is for edification, exhortation, and um, and. That's what First Corinthians 14 says. So, you know, do they have a word for the congregation? I, You know, we've had uh, ladies that shared maybe at a missions, you know, a thing with their husband. And certainly they, some of the things they said is like, wow, um, that that's so good. So I believe that can take place. 
well, you you uh, what we uh, I concur with you, so that uh, that's sufficient for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's you know, I don't like to. I like to line things up with scripture, not what culture says and stuff. And you know, but you know, we've had women share with um, husbands, you know, at a conference or something. And it's like, man, this is so good. Uh, I can think of a, a, a prophecy ministry, you know, Jan Markle of Olive Tree. She's very, very good. And every time she speaks, she has a disclaimer. and says, you know, Jack Hibbs is my pastor. and um, But uh, she has spoken to where it really has blessed me. So I believe they can give a word. Um, so when it, But when it comes to the local congregation, the role of the of the pastor, teacher, shepherd, overseer, I believe is reserved for the man to be there teaching the congregation. I, I ran into uh, one problem is the definition of, of prophecy. And they said that on, prophecy is only foretelling the future. Is, is that correct? It's also foretelling. It's also foretelling the Word of God. And that's because prophecy is, you read First Corinthians 14, is for edification, exhortation, um, building up the body of Christ. And so prophecy takes on two forms. There is the foretelling of prophecy, and I believe the foretelling of prophecy. Oh, okay. So uh, what, what scripture did you, did you uh, say? Says, um, um, you can read 1 Corinthians. Corinthians, I think you said. Yeah, and I would go do a study on 1 Corinthians 12. 13 and 14, okay? And it, it, it will kind of cover all those things for you. He who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to man is what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3. Telling, or for, foretelling the future. So exhortation and, and comfort uh, is to... Uh, uh, Foretell, to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay then. And so words much. with understanding is what Paul says. He says, I'd rather prophesy and give words of understanding for that very reason. So I think that'll help you as you read that chapter. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. And thank you for calling. Appreciate it. Okay, we've got a little bit of time. we got call for, for I think, one more Samuel Westminster. Yes. Hey, Samuel. Thanks for taking my call. Yes. You bet. Okay, Go ahead. Uh, We've got a couple minutes. I know we're out of time. Go ahead. Are you there? Yep. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll try to make. Oh, Samuel I, just I, lost. I, I, happen, I happen to give a panhandler some money. I give it to him. I always try to give him the gospel. And I told him, I said, you know, I don't know. What's going on in your life? I don't know why you're here. All I know is that Jesus loves you, and there's nothing that you have done that he cannot forgive you of. I said, and I'm going to see you in hell. And I said, let me rephrase that. I'm not going to hell, so I won't see you there anyway. I want to see you in heaven, but you need to get right with the good Lord above. And this guy turned to me and he said, could you please pray for me? Uh-huh. And so let's his pray. name is Greg. His name okay. is Greg. And... I don't know what his situation is. I didn't have time to talk with him, but he but he asked for prayer, and he was very sincere about it. it All right. 
Let's pray then. Father, so we got just a couple minutes. You care for Greg. Where he's at, he's a panhandler. You died for everyone, and your love is uh, is is there for him. And you know his situation. You put Samuel into his life for this divine appointment. And so, Lord, we just pray for Greg that you put others in his life, that he would come to truly know you. And, Lord, that um, that his his heart would be softened towards you and realize that that whatever situation he's in, whatever state he's in, uh, even as a panhandler, you love him and that your son died on the cross for him. And Lord, I just pray that you would um, that you would just draw him to you. And Lord, that truth would be revealed to him in the full revelation of the gospel and that you would save him and that you would just um, do that work of salvation. Thank you for Samuel taking the time to talk to him and calling and asking for prayer. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. And definitely we'll be praying for him tonight when we do our prayers. Also, thank you so much for that. Thanks, Samuel. You bet. God bless you. Hey, we're just about out of time. Sorry we didn't get to everyone. And and uh, and Lord willing, I'm going to be back here tomorrow at the same time. So give me a call and uh, we'll pick it up at the same time next time on Calvary Live. But thank you for your questions, your comments. It was a busy hour, wasn't it? And in some ways, it was a challenging hour, but that's what Calvary Live, we're here to minister. Sometimes we get challenged, and that's okay. And we're just going to keep encouraging you in the things of the Lord Jesus Christ every time that we're here, and it's a blessing for us to be here. So God bless you. Be back tomorrow at the same time on Calvary Live. In the meantime, keep looking to the Lord and uh, keep, you know, keep hanging on to Him in every way. Good night. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.